Welcome to Back on Your Bullshit. I am your host, Kate Morris. I'm a qualified nutritionist and personal trainer who fell in love with helping women build strong, healthy, and confident bodies. This podcast talks all things health, fitness, mindset, and business, helping you get back on your bullshit, take control, and build your dream life. Hello guys and welcome back to another episode of the Back on Your Bullshit podcast. We have fucked up this intro three times, so this is the third time lucky and we are just going to raw dog it and hope for the best. Anyways, I am joined today by a special guest, which I'm super excited about. I'm not going to butcher who he is. I'm going to pass it over to him and you can explain who you are and what you do. Thanks for having me, Kate. I'm so excited. Uh, My name is Elliot. I'm a personal coach. I focus on uh, finding purpose mindset, raising awareness, behavioral change. I'm pretty new to the space, but I'm very excited to get into it. So how long have you been coaching? Like you are very new to the space. Yeah. Let's explain actually before we go there, how we met. Yep. We met a couple of years ago. We started following each other on social media. Yeah. I did my cert three and four in personal training. and I I didn't even know you did PT Mm. until literally two minutes ago. Well, it was so... (laughs) We were in lockdown when I did my Cert 4 and it was a hard sort of space to crack into with the gyms being closed and all that sort of thing. It was a bit of a weird space, but, you know, your name popped up and I kept, I was following people and getting, modeling all that sort of um, lifestyle, I suppose. Yeah. Um, And yeah, it sort of led me down a path of just academics um, and courses. So I did my... um, scholarship in life coaching and nlp amazing short course in cbt and a few practical uh practical philosophy a few terms in that as well what is cbt cbt is cognitive behavioral therapy Therapy. yeah yeah um, amazing yeah i just wanted to make sure for the people that are listening because i kind of listened to that word and i was like what does that even mean so you've done a hell of a lot of study Mm. so you decided to not do personal training at that point in time i fell into rail and construction work which yeah Really, it was a weird time. We are in lockdown. I was working, you know, 12-hour shifts, six, seven days a week. Working like a dog. Working like a dog. <laughs> and doing all the academics things as well. Like, that was, it was a lot. And mm. I was sort of, there was a lot going on at that point. Um, and it sort of led me down after, like, as I was sort of working on my own shit and that whole self-mastery thing, I realised how much it was more of about the mindset for me. Like yeah. everything you sort of create is all starts in the mind. Well, and I am a firm believer and a lot of my clients and all of my listeners who are listening today will know if you can master your mind, you can master your life mm. like a hundred percent. And even with personal training and coaching and health and fitness and even like business coaching, if you're not in the right mindset to do it, it is never going to work for you. Yeah. So, yeah, it's no wonder why you went down the mindset path. Mm. Would you ever do PT or not really? Um, I'd be open to it for sure yeah. in the future. Uh, it was at that point, the power of that for me, like my life three, four years ago was very, um, I wasn't in the best place. Like I was partying a lot. I yeah. was, there was no purpose there. Uh, I, I suppose the, the power of the, the habits like every day or every weekend of going out and doing the same yeah. shit was was very powerful and as you sort of add life traumas on top of that Mm. and all these other emotional baggage things and you mix that with you know not not looking after yourself and partying and all that sort of exacerbates your life and you sort of before you know it you're sort of in this shit spot yeah and for me to be able to identify that and have the awareness to change that and, and it all sort of stemmed from the mind and breaking that pattern of behavior and then you know, getting to where I am now and being able to coach. Like I set my intentions to coach for three or four years ago, but I, I had to I had so much to do and it took longer than I thought because when you start delving into yourself and really going inside, you sort of realize that there's no, you, you can have a timeline yeah. of how long it might take, but really yeah. you don't, you never really know. No. It's like a lifelong thing. Yeah. As soon as you start that journey, it might take 10 years, but it's worth it at the other end. It's like it's hard at the time to break behavioral mm. patterns, but you know, it's just a habit at the end of the day and you can break that habit and yeah. create new ones. So what led you into the life coaching mindset, finding your purpose kind of space? Was it because you were burning the candle at both ends? I think 
from a young age, I've always been told that I was unique and I had some, something different mm. was about me and I felt a bit of pressure in my youth to sort of, because uh, I didn't really know what that was. Yeah. No, no one could say specifically what it was, just yeah. that I was unique. And I thought, well, that's cool, but... Like, what, <laughs> Give felt, me a little bit yeah, more, guys. Yeah. I felt yeah. pressure. I'm like, you know, I've got some potential there, but what is it? And people would come to me. They have all my life, like naturally for advice and for, um, I guess, in a, in a sense, it's coaching, really. I'm yeah. a bit of an old soul and I always have been, so... I, I wanted to, to capitalize on my natural skill sets, yeah. my strengths. Yeah, um, instead of ignoring it and doing something that mm, doesn't fulfill your life's purpose, yeah, essentially. pretty much. And then I knew that I had something there. I had some substance. And, and, and the feedback that I got from people was really, like, it made me feel really good, like, yeah. fulfilling. It was nice to hear, you know, the feedback from people when, yeah. when you have, just have a conversation and they can go, go away and do you know, a university degree from yeah. a conversation you've had. It's Insane. kind of rewarding. Yeah. And I was like, well, you know, that's what sort of led me down that path. And I'm not finished academically. Like yeah. I've still got other things I want to do. But uh, at the time, like for now, I've started coaching. Um, I've been writing blogs that Amazing. I haven't published uh, yet, but they will, they will well, be coming. Well, maybe when this podcast goes live, <laughs> yeah. the blogs may be published. They'll be, they're not far away. Amazing. Yeah, soon, yeah. That's super exciting. Mm. So you've totally made a whole career and life change yeah yeah how do you feel about i know that you're still working construction at the moment yeah but how do you does it kind of scare the shit out of you because when i first started my business and i started coaching i was literally like shitting my pants every day being like holy fuck like i have no safety and i have no security but i know that this is like what my sole purpose is Mm. and i really need to step into it but it's really fucking scary. Yeah. Does it scare you that potentially one... Well, I guess it's also an exciting thing because one day you're going to be like running your own business and doing your own thing. Mm. But does it scare the shit out of you in the same time? It does. But I know that anything worth doing and like in this instance, it's not really... So So I made the I made the realization years ago. I was, yeah. I was working in warehousing. I was, I was driving a forklift. Yeah. And it was like... You do not give me forklift driving yeah, vibes I know, I know. at all. I can drive a forklift. You <laughs> shit. But I thought to myself, if I can, if I'm earning, you know, whatever it was back then, if mm. I'm earning a thousand bucks a week doing something that is, I, I hate, yeah, I, I could go and do a thousand bucks a week doing something I love, and I win. Yeah, like I could, I could earn a thousand bucks a week coaching. Yeah, and I'd be stoked. Mm. I'd be in the same position financially, but yeah. I'm at least I'm fulfilled. Yeah, like that's how my, my mindset was back then. So that fear of like going out and doing like what I love, it doesn't yeah. really. It's the unknown, but you sort of got to back yourself. It's always that's what it is. It's always the fear of the unknown, and Mm. it's what I work with a lot of my, especially my business clients, is the fear of failure. Mm. A lot of people, especially stepping into doing their own thing, are so afraid that they're going to fail that that stops their dreams even coming to life before they can even get into them because they're so afraid that fuck, if it doesn't work out, what am I going to do? Yeah. But I am a huge believer, and you're probably the same that. If you have a passion in something, mm. there's going to be a purpose there and you're going to make it mm. great and big and expansive as you want it to be. A hundred percent. And I think this is where the mindset comes into it. Mm. If you think about perspective and, and, the, and the perspective on fear, I fear not trying more than I do failing. Oh, hundred percent. So your yeah. perspective on that can shift by looking at, okay, there may be a chance that you might fuck up and fail. Yeah. But... Don't you fear not trying and doing the same shit every day? And being fucking unhappy yeah. in your life. And that's like, and this is one of the things I've written in my blog. So it, it, you can look back. I fear, my fears change as I get older. But yeah. like when I get to, I do meditations where I'll, I'll observe myself from, from an objective point of view yeah. in the future, in 10 years, 20 years, 30 yeah. years time. And, and that's where your fears will start to come out. Yeah. Like I fear, I fear getting to that age and looking back and thinking, fuck, I haven't fulfilled my potential. That's mm. a fear. Yeah. And that far outweighs not trying or giving a fuck what someone thinks of me yeah. on social media. I don't yeah. give a shit. But it's th- at the end of the day, coaching as much as I am the channel and you are the channel for people, it's not really about us. You know no. what I mean? There's, a, there's such a self selflessness about it that yeah. you can, you know, it's, this isn't about me. Yeah. I'm just an example. And that's where, like, like I'm 12 weeks sober and I'm trying to be an example Amazing. for people to, that you can change, yeah. you know, because my pers- the perspective of me would have been, um, I guess, a bit of a party boy maybe from yeah. people because they'd see me socially. 
and they see that surface level stuff of me being sober, but all the other shit that I've done internally to get to, to that work point, to that point, to get yeah. to that point, the meditation, the, the time alone, dealing with the traumas, the the energy healing, like the, all this shit that I've done at a subsurface level in myself mm. is being noticed externally from people because I'm sober now yeah. and that's a change to them mm. but like I've been changing for years it's have like an you, evolution phase yeah mm. have you noticed that now you are 12 weeks sober and you've kind of stepped out of the party boy I say in quotations lifestyle mm. do you notice a lot of the people around you are starting to change like have you heard of the rule of one divineness mm, not sure okay so the so. rule of one divineness for any, anyone listening as well today is pretty much when you start doing well in your life. So whether you start working with a life coach or you start becoming a PT and working on your health and fitness, you start to have a ripple effect of the closest people around you and Mm -hmm. they see you doing well. And then therefore they are more likely to want to do well as well. And you will notice that they start changing like small habits here and there. Mm -hmm. So have you noticed with your friendship groups that they're doing that? Or have you lost a lot of friends stepping into this new layer and level of yourself? Definitely the more so the first one. Yeah. Like my, my, my sister and her partner, you know, they sort of stopped drinking a, a bit. Like, you know, it's not that they drank all the time. Yeah. It's just like, you know, socially. Um, I've got friends of mine now that are a couple of months they haven't had a drink for. That's so I, yeah, I, I feel I feel good. It's not, it's them. Yeah. But it's definitely, I'm sure there's been an influence there from, from myself. Rule of one diviners. Mm. That's like the prime example of it. Yeah. And I threw, I threw a birthday party for myself and... Um, grand final day, mm. AFL grand final day, and I, I told everyone then that I was going sober, you know, yeah. like, I th- and, and I told everyone, and and the support was quite overwhelming. It was it was nice um, to I've got such a good friendship group. It's That's unique. amazing. It was a really nice feeling, but it it's just been and and it's funny because that was that was the final thing that was holding me back like of and course. you know like we've spoken for for a bit and you've always supported me and i really appreciate that well that's how we met yeah. i know we've just like jumped a second we'll come back to this friend thing but that's how we met so we met we followed each other on Instagram. I was going to say we matched on Instagram, like we're on a fucking dating app. We followed each other on Instagram and then I saw you at my gym. Mm. And then I remember you were telling me, you're like, oh, I'm thinking about doing life coaching. I'm not really sure. Yeah, like lots going on. And I was like, fucking do it. Yeah. Like, why would you not? And then that was two years ago. Oh, no. We had that conversation nearly two years oh, ago. No. And you And you really Insane. sort of like put that into perspective for me and that's where because I went down that path and then I, ju- I just fell into this work like this construction work consu- yeah, it consumes of you course. it really does and for anybody that knows anyone in construction or rail construction more specifically it's yeah. it's it consumes you and I was juggling that and my courses and, yeah. and all this sort of thing. It was, it was all hectic. And then I think I saw you again and you were like, you, you know, you yeah, I was like, when, are you it, when are you starting? And I'm like, fuck, it's been like two years. <laughs> yeah. What's going on? Yeah. The time went so fast. But also mm. on the other hand of that is like, I don't believe that you are ready to coach people until you've worked on your own shit. And obviously we're always evolving and there's going to be different levels and layers of us. And like, I mean, me looking back on, me two years ago i'm a totally different fucking person mm. like i literally got my first ever hate comment the other day we we're talking about this just before and one of them one of the hate comments said you've changed as a person don't you think like people are starting to notice that and i was like good yeah i have actually changed as a person like <laughs> that you. i take that as a compliment because <laughs> yeah. if i was the same person i was two years ago yeah. i wouldn't be growing and expanding as fast as i am yeah So I get like on one hand, you have to take your time to do this kind of work because you don't want to jump into coaching and not being able to coach your own shit and trying to coach other people's shit. But yeah, I remember having that conversation then seeing you again and I was like, are you doing it? And I think that time you said, you're like, yeah, I'm like stepping into it now. Yeah. Because that, and that's where it sort of reverts back to that sobriety thing. Yeah. As soon as I committed, it was, it was quite a, it was emotional that week because I, I had thought about it for so long in my yeah. head for probably two years that I wanted to commit to sobriety, but we came out of lockdown. I got a bit of excited. Course. And then when I committed finally internally, it was right, I was emotional, but it was weird because it wasn't a different thought. It was yeah. like the same thoughts of like, I want to commit to sobriety. I want to commit to sobriety. But when I knew, when you I, knew. when I, I, I thought, so I thought about every social event that I've got penciled in for the next 12 months. And I visualize myself saying no to everyone offering me a wow. drink. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah. And it just went on like that. 
until the point where I was like, I can do this. Yeah. Like, this is easy. Yeah. And that's when I knew, like, I'm done. Like, I'm done. How good is that, that was how I did it. I just visualized all my friends, yeah. all the past experiences of people offering me drinks and all this. And I just visualized saying no. And yeah. I embraced that feeling of, like, how good that felt. Mm. And then as soon as that happened, two weeks after, two or three weeks after, I committed. I had my own coach, and then a week after that, I started getting clients. Insane. Yeah. So, that yeah. is fuck. That gives me like goosebumps. Mm. That's insane. It just happened like that. Yeah. As soon as I committed, and as soon as I had that alignment with myself, and I knew that that was that was the missing piece. I didn't feel legit as a coach if I'm not. Yeah. Like if I'm got if I'm got I don't know. I just felt like it's I, like not being congruent, right? Yeah, like yeah, congruent. congruency for those who don't know. I sometimes say this word and people are like, what does that mean? It's pretty much like practice what you preach. So like if I'm sitting here saying guys, I can coach you with your business to, you know, be more confident in selling online. Mm. But I'm sitting here every time I'm trying to sell an offer, having a fucking panic attack and then not posting about it anymore. Like I'm not being congruent. So of course it's not going to align and people aren't going to want to work with me because energetically people are going to feel that that's where the energy is coming from. Like I'm not actually practicing what I preach. But how insane is that? That as soon as you align those two parts in your life, you're like, Holy fuck, let's yeah, go. Yeah. It was like a parts integration with myself. I had like, it was like, you know, one or the other. Yeah. It's not, it's not both anymore. That you have to, fun. you have to live the life. Yeah. And, and it was like, I felt emotional that week. Of course. Like, and I was like, this is. You're like shedding layers of your old self, which is really hard. And mm. this is something I say to my clients all the time that have come to me with like really poor eating habits or have been overweight <laughs> for their whole life. I say in quotations it's like their mindset around food is not going to change overnight. Like Mm -hmm. they're not going to wake up one day and be like, cool, I'm not craving any of the food that I ate before. Like, of course you're going to slip up and fall into these mindsets of wanting to eat shit food or not do anything or whatever it is. But as soon as you kind of align, like, all right, I'm fucking ready. And your mindset is on point. You can conquer the world. 100%. That's insane. Yeah. So cool. So I want to ask you a couple of questions around like, how to find your purpose. Cause mm. I know a lot of my listeners are either like business owners on a personal development journey and, or even like, I actually have a lot of listeners who are working like shitty nine to five jobs that they hate and are really struggling to find their purpose and what they want to do in their life. Yeah. So how did you, or how would you navigate that for somebody that's wanting to find their purpose? I think for me and for, for, for anyone really mm. that wants to find their purpose it's identifying something that you are so passionate about that you do, you know, for nothing. Yeah. Something that makes you feel like, and I know people that have looked into it would see that and say, oh, you know, if you if you do what you love, it doesn't feel like you're working a yeah. day in your life. I get that. And that's kind of true. Yeah. But you need to sort of go inside a fair bit to yourself and, and strip down all the shit. You need to, this ego thing. Oh, that the is ego. Just the overinflated ego of like trying to get social validation from people about things that are so irrelevant mm-hmm. like as social media that's a whole nother topic we can go on with that oh, another time yeah. but going inside and identifying your core values yeah what is value what is your core value yeah what are they you know there's there's a list of them and when you identify that you can you can sort of identify what truly makes you happy and fulfilled yeah. going down that path of fulfillment and and sort of obviously is it's a journey, yeah. you know, what, what is, what does it look like? And, and, and I use exercises to sort of, like I said earlier, you can go back and meditate on that. Yeah. You know, sit with yourself. Yeah. That's, that's a practice. There. Meditation is really hard mm. though. It is. I am that type of person that my brain is going at a million miles an hour mm. all the fucking time. And yeah. like to try and shut my brain off is really hard. Mm-hmm. And I've only ever been able to do that through meditation, but mm-hmm. it took me so long to be, I can only meditate for up to five minutes because yeah. I cannot stop my thoughts. Yeah. Anyone listening who doesn't, has never tried meditation. How would you say for them to like get into practicing meditation? You can start with like a guided meditation. Yeah. I do apps. Um, Headspace is good. I, I use, love Headspace. Yeah. I use one giant mind. It's a pretty oh, simple. One. It. It's good. Uh, and you, and you can just do a guided meditation. Yeah. Really. It's just being able to sit and, and you will have thoughts. They'll come mm-hmm. and you're sort of getting to that point where you're conscious and subconscious. You're sort of sitting in that middle bit. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's, 
So you're going to have thoughts come and go. They'll be random. You might go on an absolute weird thought process yeah. and go, what the hell is all that about? <laughs> Literally me. Every you, just, time I yeah, you just let that one go. <laughs> yeah. Let that one go to the keeper. And then you just, it's just a practice like yeah. anything. But being able to, the thing about building a resilient mind and, you know, you're a personal trainer and there's the physical aspect of living, but there's the physical, the mental and the spiritual aspect yeah. of living. Yeah. Like you can, you can train your ass off all day, but unless yeah. you build a resilient mind and be disciplined with and using physical, um, like PT yeah. and, and training or running or riding, whatever it may be to build a resilient mindset, you can you can apply that in different areas of your life. You yeah. Know what I mean, that little internal monologue of, you know, you've done enough. Yeah. Give up. Yeah. You, you can, you can carry that on into, into your mindset, but the fulfillment thing is really identifying your values, mm-hmm. identifying, you know, how you want to spend your time. Yeah. Look, look at your life in 30 years time and look back on it and go, would I, would I change anything? Yeah. You know, that's, that's really where it's at because. And also the people you hang around. I know we were talking about like mm. your friends and you were saying that you're so lucky that you've got such an amazing group of friends. Mm. But I noticed when I made the shift into the world that I'm in now, I looked at my friendship group and I thought, this does not align with who I am or where I'm going. And I had not like toxic friends, but I just had a lot of friends that would rather sit in a room and talk shit about other people than sit in a room and talk about things that actually lit them up. And then I just realized that these, this group of people are not for me. And I completely removed myself from that circle. Mm. And that's when I probably saw the most amount of growth personally and professionally, because I started aligning my friendships with like-minded people Mm. and how I did that. Cause obviously as an adult, right? Like it's a little bit hard to make friends. Like yeah. where do you ever make friends unless like you're at work and if you don't really align with those people in your workforce, like where else are you going to make friends? Yeah. So I just started messaging people that I thought looked like we had similar lives or similar interests on Instagram and just connecting with more people. And yeah. I, in the last probably two years have made three of my closest friends yeah. through Instagram. And those girls are like my fucking ride or die soul sisters. That's good. And it's funny because I always talk to a lot of like younger clients who are like going through some shit with their friends. And I always think like, babe, you're not even going to be friends with these people in like two years time. Yeah. Like make really good connections because those, you are like the average of the five people that you're friends with, right? Yeah. So if you're looking at your friendship group being like, these people are shit. Yeah. You're probably equally as shit, so you need to remove yourself from that circle, <laughs> yeah. right? Well, you or you eventually become that. Yeah, and, you know, like I. That's actually something that I do in one of my coaching sessions. Is I sort of go through an ego structure with my clients, mm. if, if if it permits, and we sort of go around their their their, their family life and their friends and, yeah. and their values, and 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 it sort of work out how they fit into that picture. Because yeah. usually, obviously, your family and your friends. That's if you go through all their strengths and weaknesses, you know, they're oh. more than likely you're adopting most of them. Yeah. And it's, it can be pretty profound for clients to go, fuck, like, you know, review who you're being around. Mm-hmm. And that's, it's a huge thing. And, and a lot of that comes down to self-esteem and the fact that, you know, people have been friends with people for so many years and all this sort they of shit. They feel obliged to yeah. stay in friendships. But you sort of need to remove that emotional state. And that's where I observe myself in meditation and remove my emotion from things and look at things objectively because getting caught in your head and your emotions, it's you're not in control of your environment. Nah. You're just being led by this, um, you know, in, you're by your environment, yeah. by your circumstances, yeah. how you perceive events. like that's, And you just end up in this time warp where 20 years will go by and you're just doing the same shit yeah so for anybody out there that doesn't meditate or that does meditate you'll understand but it's a practice that i strongly suggest you do Mm. just for five or ten minutes to be able to sit and people say i don't know how to do it you just literally have to sit there yeah it's not that hard yeah but it's you just have to control what's going on up there and or just let it go yeah or even set your intention you know? yeah meditate on some meditate on gratitude visualization is a big one yeah you could just sit there and visualize your future and what you and want what life you want to be living that's yeah. a good meditation to do yeah. that way you, you know you don't have to necessarily have to have thoughts but you can actually just put it out there as an yeah. image and you know try and adopt as many senses as you can into that the smell the taste the feel yeah. um and all that sort of thing and make it real because yeah. i i have a wee i before when i was working as a forklift driver i got my rail ticket for two years i had it right? yeah. i couldn't get a job yeah you had to know someone and i started meditating a couple of years ago and i 
for 10 days, I would meditate. It just sounds weird. Yeah. But I would meditate and I would picture myself working in construction. Yeah. And like in detail. Yeah. Which was kind of weird. Like the uniform, everything. Yeah. Like crazy. Doing shit jobs. Yeah. And 10 days later, I got a phone call saying I had a job on the rail. Wow. My mate rang me and he's like, mate, I just got you a job. I've, I know, I haven't, I've been in that industry since. Wow. For, for seven days straight, I'd visualize myself working on the rail and then and then I just ended up working like literally seven days later. Bang. How insane yeah. is that? And I was trying for two years before that to have a job. Yeah. So I have a, well, I like to call this like a visualization practice is what I like to an envisionment practice is what I call it with my clients but I did a similar exercise but it wasn't meditation but I got out a piece of paper five years ago and I wrote down on a piece of paper who I wanted to be and mm-hmm. I called it it girl like in quotations I was like that girl that I want to be the life I want to live yeah and I literally broke broke it up into like, and I've spoken about this on one of my podcasts before actually but I broke it up into like financial career relationship friendship where I want to live like got down to the nitty-gritty of mm-hmm. like the life that I wanted to be living. And I wish I could find that piece of paper because I'm literally doing what I wrote today on that piece of paper five years ago. Wow. So I I say it's like manifestation. Actually, let's talk. Do you get, do you do manifestation? Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about manifestation because it's something that's thrown around a lot on social media. Mm. And I don't think people actually know how to manifest things that they want into their life. Because a lot of people just think like, I'll sit there and be like, I want to make 10 grand this month. Yeah. But like, that's not going to make me fucking 10 grand. No. So how do we kind of incorporate manifestation to actually utilizing it in our life? I think it comes down to focus. Like yeah. a lot of people focus on what they don't have. Yeah. And right. like their goals will be so far fetched. Like you'll, you'll have this goal, like say making 10 grand, right? Yeah. You can't make 10 grand without making a thousand bucks. Yeah. You need to reverse engineer your goal. Yeah. Like down to something manageable. Yeah. So it might be, all right, I need a client. I need this many clients a day, yeah. I need this many clients a week. And if I can do that, I'll get 10 grand this mm. month. Like, and, but, and that's what throws a lot of people with their yeah. goals is they'll, they'll set something or they won't even set the goal. So ambitious because they're like, I can't fucking achieve that. Yeah. But you know, then what their micro habits and then little goals yeah. that you have and drawing your attention to that. That's, that's where it mainly lies is that focusing on, things that you don't have yeah. or focusing on negative things yeah. will produce negative things. Oh, 100%. That's how the universe works. Back to the goal thing. So like I used to be that bitch that would set like undercut her goals. Mm-hmm. I would always do like really safe goals where I knew that I could kind of hit them and then I'd feel really like warm and comfortable yeah. and be like, oh my God, I'm just so amazing. Like I'm hitting <laughs> yeah. all of my goals, like yeah. fucking stroking my ego. Yeah. And now I'm a delusional bitch. Yeah. Like my goals are so fucking, like if somebody read them, people would actually be like, good luck, you dickhead. Mm. Like that's fucking crazy. But I kind of started to realize that I needed to adopt the energy of like being delusionally confident in a non egotistical way because otherwise I just noticed myself selling myself short all of the time. So now my goals are like fucking wild out of this world crazy, but Mm. I know that I'm going to hit them. Yeah. A hundred percent. But it takes a while to be able to get to a point where you can a hundred percent back yourself. Yeah. So how would you, if you were coaching someone, how would you kind of instill someone to actually go for what they want? So whether it's like a massive career change or stepping into being an online coach or doing something like that. I think it's making a plan is the biggest thing. Yeah. And making it a, making it to the point. So just going back on what you said quickly with the goals, right? So yeah. you set yourself goals. You probably didn't even realize that you, what you were doing, but you were building enough confidence. Yeah. You were building confidence to the point where it feels good to set a goal and especially where you might think it's a little bit unachievable yeah. and to hit it. Oh, 100%. it's like a little, it's like the biggest kick, especially if you've set it for yourself and you, and you think that's oh, going to be hard and you do it. It's like, yeah. fuck, that feels good. Yeah. And if you can do that over and over again, it's like now, positive reinforcement. Yeah. yeah. Now, now you can sit down and write, you know, be that delusional bitch. You can yeah. go, all right, I want this because you know, delusional bitch. you know what I mean? <laughs> you can say, I want, I want this. And you, and you think, fuck, why can't I? Yeah. Like I've done this. You build up to that. Point. Yeah. And it's the same, like it's, it's the micro habits that build up into these huge goals. Yeah. So for anybody that's wanting to transition into whatever it is they want to transition mm. into, make it achievable yeah. at first. Don't yeah. set Start a goal. Small. Start small. 
understand that things take time mm. you know like i said i'm coaching now yeah. I, I was thought i'd be coaching ages ago yeah but it took me longer yeah and that's fine yeah and you know people that want to transition into different things set yourself achievable goals understand mm. that if you want to transition in career that it might mean that you might have to do some study first or yeah. you might have to Whatever it may still be. Still work part-time still while you're work, working yeah. on your side hustle or you whatever You might be working is. both of them like yeah. I am now. Yeah. I'm working in construction rail and I'm coaching. Yeah. And, you know, my intention is to, to coach full-time at some point. Yeah. But, I, but I'm transitioning. Of I'm, course. So there, there is a phase for that. But I think setting a plan and making it attainable and achievable mm. and realistic yeah. at the start go nuts like set that out write it down yeah and reverse engineer it from the goal back to the day yeah so like this is what i need to do on a daily basis i need to hit my weekly targets and at the end of the month this will happen and then before you know it you're doing it yeah like you're living you know it you're a delusional bitch yeah exactly exactly (laughs) that's a really good point like reverse engineering your goals so it's kind of like small the lower hanging fruit the bite-sized bits that you can work up to being fucking delusional or kicking whatever goal that you want kind of thing yeah well a lot of people out there trying to pick the fruit without planting the seed yeah you need to plant the seed you need to take the time you need to plan yeah and you know just setting setting out some goal in your head mm. like we have four thousand five thousand thoughts a day you can't just think to yourself that's scary i want 10 grand yeah like if i can go on, like what are you going to do to get it yeah work it out we actually have to work for things as well yeah. and that's what i think there's like i don't know if you're like following a lot of i shouldn't I'm not bashing these people. I'm just making a statement, guys. But mm-hmm. a lot of the coaches in the coaching industry at the moment, there's like a bit of a circle jerk going on. Like a lot of coaches are kind of sitting there being like, quit your full-time jobs. Like go all in. Yeah. Like what have you got to lose? Like you're never going to make money if you don't like fucking invest money and in all this crazy stuff. And I, with my business, my business clients and the way that I coach, it's like things can be and probably are going to be a slow burn when you start. Overnight success only happens for the smallest minority of people. And majority of the time, you're going to have to work. If you've got bills to pay, you're going to have to work part-time in maybe a career that you're not 100% passionate in. And that's okay. Mm. And kind of not comparing yourself to other coaches in the industry and Mm. where they're at. Because that's a big thing I noticed that kills a lot of people's goals and dreams is comparisonitis. Mm -hmm. Is that the right word? Let's go with it. I just, I don't you know just if I just made it up. up. I think I just fucking made <laughs> I, it up. I know what you mean. You know what I mean? And yeah. you're just constantly comparing. And I have a lot of clients who do that as well. Mm. So do you touch on that whole comparison side of things? It's a really interesting topic because I feel like it's a dream killer. You can't 100%. compare, especially like in, even in, in the gym aspect, like people people are always comparing. But you oh. know, like it's it's never, there's no one else in there except me. Yeah. Like that is it. Yeah. There's no one, like it's my body, it's yeah. my mind. There's no, it doesn't matter mm-hmm. if I if I bench 100 or someone else benches 200. Yeah. Know, who gives a fuck? No. If you've got a strength program and you're getting stronger, you know, that's that's where the comparison lies. But it's um, it's a dream killer. Yeah. And, and even then what you said about coaches, that there are coaches out there that are saying, quit your job, do that, do this. And immediately I think to myself, a good coach doesn't tell a client what to do. No. Like you are giving you, them tools and you're mirroring what they're telling you back to them in a yeah. way that they can make their own decision. Yeah. That is it. You're like, guiding them. You're guiding them. And, you know, they, they've gone down this, you know, Instagram model of jamming a call to action down people's throats. And yes. I, I wouldn't want that responsibility. I don't Fuck. want that responsibility. Yeah. yeah. Go and quit your job. Who, who are you to tell me to quit nah. my job? It's like... That's not. That's the first strike as a coach is to tell someone what to do. Yeah. I don't. I don't, I'd never want that responsibility. No. I'm just there to guide. And imagine, I just look at it this way: like if I'm to tell someone what to do, in any coaching aspect, and they go and do it, and it ruins their life or doesn't pay off or makes them unhappy, mm. I don't want to walk around with that on my fucking conscience forever. No. No, no way. Not. And you'll find that most people will make most clients. They make their own realizations when you start to just shift their focus yeah. off to something else because the repetitive thoughts of self-doubt and and, and the lack of self-worth and uh, all these other things that they have, if you can just shift their focus to other things, mm. they'll start to realize pretty quickly. Themselves. That, yeah, yeah. It doesn't take much to shift that to yeah. shift that perspective and shift that focus of a client. And that's really what like what I'm what I'm doing. I yeah. want to create long-lasting lifestyle change for people or instigate that or help guide that for my clients 
because there's a lot of people going through the motions and they really don't know where to start. Mm. They're just like, I know there's more out there, but what is it? Yeah. You know what I mean? And that all comes down to being vulnerable with yourself and being honest with yourself and saying, it's a daunting thing to face your own soul. It's pretty, oh. it's pretty full on, but yeah. it'd be pretty daunting to get later on in life and go, fucking hell, I blew Why it. Why did I not do this? I blew it. Yeah. I just, because I didn't want to face the I music. I played small. Yeah. Yeah. So that was my, one of my biggest fears. So obviously like my fear of failure comes mm. in and that's like an inner child wound. Mm. Shout out to my mom. Love you. Mm. She doesn't listen to my podcast, but anyways, <laughs> shout out to my mom for instilling yeah. the fear of failure in me. Mom. Love that. <laughs> hey mom. And then my other one was like running out of time and looking back on my life being like, holy fuck, I played so small and I finished high school. I went to uni. I got kind of a corporate job and I stayed in that box, which made me super unhappy. Mm. And then I realized like, no, I want to do so much more in my life. Mm. And you know, we're living in the fucking 21st century. Like, mm. We, it's so accessible, accessible to be able to do whatever you want and mm. go after whatever you want. Yeah. We're living very privileged. Very privileged. Yeah. People forget that. Oh, a hundred percent. And I also think like you're the creator of your own destiny. A hundred percent. So yeah. if you're not happy, you can always make changes, guys. Exactly. Accountability and being, being real with yourself. Like ask mm. yourself the hard questions because yeah. no one's going to rescue you. You know what I mean? Nah. That's where, and I, and I, made that made that realization myself and sort of pulled myself out of the ship pretty badly and got to this point now where i want to like i feel obligated to pass that on to other people mm. and it's it feels good are you an open book yeah okay cool i want to ask you a question sure. you can say no don't worry yeah what was one of the biggest traumas that led you into the work that you're doing today mm. did you have like an aha moment yeah what yeah, was it i did it was back-to-back failed relationships, like probably three. Right. And then I realized, because after, after a bad breakup, like I, I would go inside. I'd go, what did I, what could I do yeah. better? What, what did I, you know, a lot of people point blame, but I just took accountability and thought, how can I grow as a person mm. and, and do that better? And it was the last relationship that I was in that I realized it was it was so sad, but at the same time, I was like, "Fuck, man! I'm never putting my soul and my heart into someone else, and expecting yeah. them to make me happy. Yeah. Like that is my responsibility. Yeah. Like I did every like. It doesn't matter what you do. Yeah. And this is the thing where people will expect someone else to fulfill them. Yeah. Um, and they and they expect external things to fulfill them as well. Not just people, but that's probably the most common factor. Yeah. Is 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 partners, money, relationships, relationships, so relationships money, houses, cars, yeah. social socials, um, all these different things, children. Mm. And this is where you know if we're going to get real deep into all that sort of thing, that the role that that plays in the mental health thing in the, in this country is dramatic you know yeah. relationship issues and the way that children are used for leverage and all that oh, sort of 100%. thing it's, it's really bad yeah and you know we might talk about that later because yeah. it's a pretty deep topic yeah. but it's it plays a huge role so it's um i realized at that point i was like that was a transitional uh, a pivotal point in my life yeah that was for me personally and i realized all this self-sabotage and all this behavior you know mm. i was expecting someone else i thought that's how what love was i thought yeah. you know someone I, will I, save you from that well shit. I, I love this person enough to give them my heart and soul and yeah. they, they can protect it but that's not that's not right yeah and when i sort of made that that realization i was like okay well um it sort of changed me as a person yeah. I, I completely changed i like evolved but I don't know, it was more so, it was at that point of like my low, my lows that I realized I wanted to do something else. Something has to change. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and, and I identified, like I said earlier, I identified my strengths mm. and I fully identified my weaknesses yeah. and my flaws and like, I'm not perfect. Yeah. But I identified all that sort of thing and, and really went to work on my weaknesses. Yeah. Really went to work. Like my strengths are always going to be there, yeah. But my weaknesses and my flaws were—I felt exposed, yeah. And I spent the last couple of years cleaning all that up, and wow, yeah. And look, it's, at you it's now. life. It's lifelong. It's never ending. Yeah. It's not like oh, look, I'm here now. I'm done. Nah. It's like I'm just at the point now where I feel confident enough to 
expand outwards and sort of coach and yeah. do that thing. So. Insane. Mm. And that's the thing, like any personal development journey, a- any journey, like whether it's stepping into the coaching space and creating a business or it's just working on your own shit, you're forever evolving. Mm. And it's always what my coach likes to say to me is every level there is another devil. So every time you get to a point where you're like, oh, I'm feeling amazing. Like I got through this shadow. I worked through whatever. Mm. There's going to be something else that creeps in because we're always evolving and we're always growing. And I think the most naive thing you can do on any personal development journey has been like, cool, I've done it all. I know everything. I'm ready to go. It's like, no, you're forever a student and you're forever learning. Because I notice a lot of coaches do that as well. Like, cool I know everything and it's like no we really don't we're Mm. always evolving yeah I think it's really interesting the cult coaching space at the moment because did you just call it the cult coaching no coaching oh I thought you said (laughs) the cult coaching space and I was like yeah we can call it the cult the it's interesting that how many coaches are making it about them oh this is the one thing I always say to the, the girls that I coach specifically my business clients, I literally always say to them, practice non-attachment in your business. Mm. So don't be so attached to the outcomes all the time because one, it drives you fucking insane. Two, it makes you hate your job. And three, it's no longer about the clients that you're wanting to help. It becomes solely about you. And I know for me, I didn't get into business for me. I didn't get into business to make money. Mm -hmm. I could think of 50 other fucking jobs that I would do that could make me easier money than what I'm doing today. Yeah. I got into the work that I do to help other people. And as soon as that becomes about me, mm. I'm not doing my purpose anymore Yeah. at all. Yeah. So yeah, I agree. Like don't make it about yourself. Yeah. And outlining that and making that clear at the start. Yeah. It's important. Getting yeah. them, getting, setting them intentions as to what, why you're doing it, setting your why yeah. is vital in, in, you can always revert back to that. Yeah. And, and when things get tough and distorted, you can always revert back to that thing. Yeah, say, why am I doing yeah. this? Because I want X, Y, and Z. Yeah. yeah, and setting that intention when you have a clear mind, when you're at the start of your journey, when there's no influences around you. I don't mm. mean like Instagram influences, yeah. but um, negative influences. Negative influences. Yeah. And just saying, this is this is why I'm doing this. Yeah. You know, and no matter how tough it gets, no matter how distorted things might get, and yet your mind might you know you might get a bit confused at some point you can always revert back to that and say this is why i'm doing this yeah and it's it's good it's it's a good um tool to use so for anyone that's listening at home how would you help or what kind of tips and tricks could you give them if they're on the very brink or the very start of their mindset journey what's like the three things that you would tell them cool you should start with x y and z meditation yeah i think that's vital because learning how to control your mind is is probably the best tool you could have. Yeah. I think. And regulating emotion. Yeah. And you can use meditation to do that. So once you... Because I'm a very emotionally intelligent person. And yeah. I was always controlled by my emotions growing up. Yeah. Uh, and when I started meditating, I was able to observe myself objectively. Mm. And even observe my current circumstances in life and remove all the emotion from it and make a decision. And it yes. made life a lot easier. I could rationalize more because yeah. I was very much an emotional thinker. Yeah. So now I'm much more balanced. Yeah. Uh, so meditation, I think, is vital. Uh, gratitude, yeah. massive. So practicing gratitude. Practicing gratitude. And yeah. gratitude doesn't have to be practiced forever. Like yeah. you can just, it's, it's all about starting. So um, three good things is a good tool so every every night just um, reflect on your day yeah and and write three good things that yeah. happened because we are such an ungrateful society mm. sorry guys i'm throwing us all under the bus I'm throwing <laughs> myself are. in there as well yeah. but like we are so ungrateful like we do not like we said before we are so privileged that we can you know work the jobs that we want to work and create lives for ourselves but mm. we are always so ungrateful yeah. and Often, if you don't stop and smell the roses, like, what's the fucking point of the journey? Mm. Like, you need to kind of enjoy every single step. Yeah. 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 It's It could be all taken away pretty quickly. Mm. So, yeah, just writing three good things that happen during your day, that, that really it brings your attention and your focus to the positive things that happen in your day. Because mm. not everyone's day is great. Yeah. But if you can have a shit day and still identify something positive, three good yeah. things positive in that day, after a while... It will just become an automatic mindset of just viewing things in a positive way. Yeah. Just like, all right, this is a shit scenario. 
but there's something good in it. Yeah. There's probably three good things in it. Yeah. Uh, and that's a good psychological model to use every day. It's just a good practice to get into. Mm. And even just to practice gratitude and, and really reflect on things that you have that could be taken away. Mm. You know, that there's, there's a lots of things in our life that we have that getting distorted away from your goals. People get so um, dissatisfied with their life because yeah. they're so chasing their goals all the time. But you need to sit back at the end of the day and say, it's I still no have this. Like, yeah. I have all this. And a year ago, I didn't have this. Yeah. So, so And do you think that. as well, like, writing down the positive? So, even if, you know, you had a really shitty day, but you can sit there and write down all the positives of your day, do you think that kind of, like, helps train your mind mm. to have a more positive outlook on things? Which yeah. obviously will attract more positive things into your life. Exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. So, you, you're basically training your attention and your focus on positive outcome yeah because i have and that's where like i probably set myself apart in the past in my work because i'd do all the shit jobs and i'd yeah. be doing it with a smile on my face yeah and all the boys would be like what the fuck's wrong with you <laughs> you know what i mean they're like that's, this guy's weird ass yeah and i'm like just You're laughing just, just i'm just in like covered in mud like just whistling and shit i'm like this is good like, and they're like mate you're weird ass but it's just like if you can see the positive in everything and actually identify yeah like write it down yeah just do three good things write it down every day um for a couple of weeks and see what happens yeah you'll start to focus on that yeah and subconsciously you'll start your focus will be it will shift and i'd probably say the third thing definitely would have to be identifying your values mm. actually sitting in and working out what is a priority in your life yeah like what really is a priority because most people are focusing on shit that doesn't That's mean anything. Yeah. It's, it's all this external bullshit. Mm. Who cares? Yeah. Like, honestly, like, work out what's value, what your values are. And, you know, a lot of people will say, one that's overlooked, a huge one that's overlooked with values that I go through with my clients is health. Oh, they never say it. I and know. I'm like, do you value your health or not? Because do you exercise? Do you yeah. do it? What do you do for your mind? Yeah. What are you doing for your spirit? Like, yeah. what are you doing... You know, do you, do you drink excessively? Are you doing drugs all the time? Yeah. Are you smoking? Are you vaping? Like, yeah. what's going on? Because even if they said health, they're not asking those questions. And most of them would say, oh, yeah, like I vape and I go out for a drink all the time and all this. It's like where identify your values mm. and identify an action to those values. Yeah. So if you identify health as a value, what are you going to do to contribute to your health? If you identify time as a value, how are you going to utilize your time better? Mm-hmm. You know, you need to write that down. Yeah. Because, in, and then when you do, you'll identify, fuck, I'm wasting my time right now. Yeah. Um, I'm not living to my value of my health at the moment. Yeah. I'm not getting enough sleep. It fully puts your life into perspective. Yeah. And the things that kind of matter to you. Yeah. You're drawing attention to what's important. Yeah. And, and getting rid of all this materialistic bullshit yeah. that doesn't really make any difference to who you are as a person. Yeah. Pretty much. Amazing. Mm. So before we wrap up today's episode, because that was fucking good and we've literally spoken for nearly an hour. Yeah. Um, I want to, I do this on the end of every episode. So if you could tell yourself one or two things, like your younger self, one or two things, what would you tell them? Tell him. Um, you say tell them. <laughs> tell them. <laughs> tell them. Yeah. There's a few people. Like there. there's 10 of us. <laughs> yeah. <I know. laughs> um, that's a really good question. What would I tell my younger self? Or what's self? some advice you would give your younger self? Take your time. Yeah. I think I was in a rush. Like I was in a rush. Yeah. I felt so much. You get jammed with so much advice when mm. you're young. Mm. Like all these oh. older people telling you all their Go fuck to uni, ups. Do this. Yeah. Don't do that. And that everyone just expresses all their fuck ups on you. Yeah. Don't get married, man. Do this. Do that. It's like, mate. You know. If <laughs> Shut you, up, you had a, bro. Yeah, I know. I get like it. 12. I get it. Yeah. You're divorced, bro. I get it. I'm nine. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. That's and so it's like it's more so. They were just like, you know, make sure, make, make the most of your 20s, they're the yeah. best of your life. And I was like, you. Yeah. I did like 35 countries and I was partying and I was yeah. living life. And I'm like, I wouldn't change any of that. No, of course. But I guess it would be, oh, 100%. Be aware of your habits. Yeah. And your repeated behavior. Because repeated behavior, you might think you're in control of in the moment. But it's But not. like when, like over time you're setting yourself a precedence in your subconscious and it's mm. so powerful. Yeah. And equally as, as powerful as that is in a negative light, it, it's so powerful in a positive way mm. as well. So if you can, if you can, if you can focus on their micro habits, 
and and in positive way they're so powerful over time yeah they're so so powerful so i i wasn't aware of that i, I always thought i, I was level-headed i, I am yeah. level-headed but i thought in my 20s i was i was you know yeah was, on I'm, top of the world yeah unstoppable i'm so in control of my mind and yeah. all these things and all of a sudden i'm like comes oh. crashing down yeah you sort of pick up these things along the way where you, you're not in control at all yeah your, your body and your mind separate and you yeah. have all these different habits that you have and i'm like takes a long time to unwind them. Yeah. So that would definitely be one. Yeah. Amazing. Mm. So for everyone that's listening, where can we find you? Uh, I'm on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, Elliot's Mine is my Instagram. And I'm in the process of building a website. So Amazing. it won't be far away, hopefully. And by the, the blogs will be coming out as well. Yeah. So they'll all be on the website. And are you currently taking on clients? I am. Yes. Perfect. Yep. Amazing. And is that one-on-one coaching? It's one-on-one. Yep. 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 Do you want to talk a little bit more about it? Plug well, yourself. Yeah, yourself yeah. A selfish plug. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, so most of my coaching is, has been on Zoom at the moment. Yeah. I can do face-to-face as well if you're around the area. It's a bit difficult with yeah. my hours and stuff. But we generally I'll do like four sessions. We'll do yeah. one a week for the first month and then you can sort of go from there. And we do an overview. We go through your values. Um, we go through... Um, your intentions and your goals, yeah. uh, all that sort of thing, and go through a bit of an ego structure with my clients. But obviously, it varies with each client, yeah. so depending on what the outcome is for them. But yeah, we can get in touch and we can go over all the things. Yeah. And um, yeah, that's Amazing. me. Amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on today's okay. episode. Thank you for having and me. And I will chat to you guys later. Bye. Bye.